past 11 for a Friday morning and this is where I invite you to join us on Facebook Live because it's time for Sports and All with our man Danny Hicks. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, yeah, a little bit tired. I've been up half the night watching golf, which is uh, my favourite thing to do at this time of year. Uh, US Masters, of course, started overnight. And uh, a friend of Hong Kong, Justin Rose, uh, Hong Kong Open champion 2015, leading the Masters after an amazing uh, seven, over, seven under par round of 65 overnight. Yep. Um, and leading by four shots going into the second round. If you want to watch him later on, he tees off about 9.36 p.m. our time. And you can follow him on the, on the website and app. And, other places as well but justin rose yeah olympic champion of course 2016 us open champion 2013 trying to add a second major he's got a very good record at augusta but yeah. uh, he's had no better opening round than he had yesterday and um quite surprised really because uh, most players struggling only 12 under par mm -hmm. uh, 12 players under par for the for the entire field and uh, only three players better than 70 but justin rose the best of the lot and he was too over par after seven holes and and struggling a bit like everyone else very firm fast conditions at augusta much much more like what we're used to seeing there uh, the the last masters was delayed to november soft it was record scoring and all that matters not we're back to the normal sort of show from augusta and it's fantastic to see um two over uh, say two over par after seven holes then he went on one of the hottest streaks of scoring we've ever seen at the Masters. Uh, he, he then uh, he then was nine under par for his next 11 holes to finish the round. And, uh, you know, he uh, an amazing run of scoring. He got it got it started with a, with an eagle three at the eighth, uh, followed quickly with a with a birdie at the ninth and um, and never really looked back. Six more birdies on the back nine in 30. And uh, afterwards, he described just how he turned it around. I kind of knew two over through seven is not the end of the world, but I also knew that, you know, you're going in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, it, things were, you know, didn't hit the panic button yet, but I, I kind of I reset just prior to that and I uh, just thought if I can get myself back around even par, um, you know, that would be a good day's work. So obviously the eagle, boom, straight back in there. And um, I guess almost just piggybacking with a birdie straight away at number nine. Suddenly I turned in one under and I kind of could, I could feel like I could actually leave the front nine behind as a job well done and kind of move into the back nine and try and build a score. You know, it's a good good reminder that you just never know what can happen out there just to stick with it on the golf course. Yeah, you never know what can happen out there. And, um, uh, you know, all sorts happen. Tommy Fleetwood, uh, another Englishman, had a hole-in-one at the 16th to get his round back on track. And, uh, you know, there, there was all sorts of scoring going on. Um, not least uh, of those under par, uh, the 2015 champion, Jordan Spieth. We talked about him last week mm. when I was on with James. Uh, uh, he was... You know, he hasn't. He hadn't won since 2017 anywhere on tour, uh, and was looking like he might break that streak last week. He did. He won the Texas Open last week. So he goes in, having broken his four-year win drought since winning the 2017 Open at Birkdale. Yeah. And um, he had a sort of uh, he had a very steady day, apart from a couple of holes. He had a had a triple bogey seven. Would you believe at one point in his round at a par four night. After doing, and we've all been there, he hit oh, his yeah. tee shot into trees. He tried to get it out of the trees. He hit another tree. It went 50 yards behind him. He then had to smash it out, then played an amazing recovery shot to get on the green to give himself a bogey five putt from about 12 foot, and then three putted. Yes, we've all been there as well. Um, it was nice to see one of the world's greatest golfers sort of brought down to my level. But uh, apart from that, he had a very steady round. Uh, a first round 71. 
it's six shots off the league, but with firm and fast conditions, that's nothing. And he talked about uh, afterwards, uh, how, just how would you describe a round that contained a triple bogey, an eagle, and all sorts in between? Some, some good golf and then some fireworks on both ends. Yeah, I mean, I made really two bad swings off the tee on 9 and 13. Got away with one of them and didn't with the other. In position, I mean, six back after one round. I'm glad the course is firm if you're six back after one round. So um, I'm not really going to be focused, I don't think, on Rosie. That's a heck of a round. And just assume that this golf course is going to be just as challenging going forward and pick your spots. Yeah, like you said, he's not gonna he's not gonna worry too much about chasing Rosie. He's just had an exceptional round, Justin Rose there. But uh, you know, the the top three on the leaderboard were the only players to to break seventy. Um, uh, one of those is uh, a great say for an Asian interest point of view. Hideki Matsuyama, Japanese player, hmm. he's there. Uh, he's there on uh, three under par, uh, four four strokes behind um, Justin Rose, as is Brian Harmon, the left-hander from America. And another, another Asian player, Siwoo Kim, former Players' Champion. He's the youngest ever Players' Champion when he went in 2017 from Korea. He's up there on the leaderboard as well. But uh, what of Dustin Johnson's defending champion? As I was saying on James's program, on the program with James last week, um, with the Masters having taken place in November when he won it, with yeah. a record equaling, a record setting 20 under par uh, total. Um, if he doesn't defend his title this week, he'll be the shortest lived Masters champion in history because it's only five months since the last one. Normally they get to enjoy it for a year, but such is the vagaries of COVID at the moment. Um, he had, a, by his standards, a, a bit of a lacklustre first round and really spoiled at the end by a double bogey in the 18th hole, which left him two over par on 74. But he still felt afterwards that he's right in the mix. Here's Dustin. Obviously, two overs, not a, not a terrible score today. It's difficult, but I think three unders leading. So, um, you know, I feel like I'm still still right in it. Just need to go out and shoot a good score tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I mean, I need to, you know, I need to I need to play a little bit better, though. Yeah, he's, uh, he's saying there the lead's only three, three under. Well, it was when he came off the course, and then Justin Rose blitzed the back nine, and, <laughs> and he was a lot further back. But, uh, yeah, it's early days. Three rounds to go in the Masters. As we can see, anything can happen. We had the... A few years ago, Rory McIlroy had a four-shot lead going into the final round and shot 80 and didn't win. And uh, this is the 25th anniversary this year of Greg Norman's uh, famous blow-up. Uh, uh, he went head-to-head -head with Nick Faldo in the final round with a six-shot lead going into the final round and ended up losing by 11. Faldo shot 67, which was the best round of the day. Sure. has to be said. Plays a fantastic goal that day. And Greg Norman shot 76. So, you know, all sorts can happen. Um, if you want to watch, it's on Fox Sports. It's uh, it's overnight. I, I got up about three o'clock this morning to catch the last four hours of it and watched a bit before I went to bed last night. You don't have to be as committed as me. Well, just before we wrap up our golf, but he's got a little bit more to do. Do join us on Facebook Live if you want to chip in. There you go. Oh, <laughs> get back in your bunker. Thank you. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Right, you completely throw me there, but not only not only golf going on overnight and, and plenty more of that over the next three days. Of course, missing Tiger Woods this year because of his car accident, yeah. which is a real shame. They won it two years ago famously, but, uh, you know, five-times winner, but we, we wish him well. He'd be watching on TV somewhere as well, but probably in the right time zone. And uh, anyway, we did have football overnight as well, and um, we, we, uh, we had the Europa League quarterfinals uh, started last night, and... Uh, I'll run you through the scores. AX1, Roma 2, Dynamo Zagreb 
conquers the Tottenham last round, nil. Villarreal won. But uh, Arsenal and Manchester United also in our action. And Arsenal really, uh, a good result for Manchester United, has to be said. 2-0 winners in Spain at Granada. Uh, and uh, they look set for uh, a semi-final place. But Arsenal, you know, their future in the competition really hanging in the balance. They, they, they dominated but struggled to score against Slavia Prague last night. They finally got a breakthrough four minutes from time. Thought they'd done enough to win the leg. But the Arsenal shaky defence struck again. Slavia Prague uh, equalising in, in stoppage time. So a 1-1 draw and a vital away goal for Prague for next week's first leg. And, you know, it's a familiar story for Arsenal at the moment. They're languishing mm. down there in 10th in the Premier League. But it is their defence that is letting them down big time this season. They, you know, they lost 3-0 at home to, to Liverpool last week, lying 10th in the Premier League. Really, their only chance of... European football, certainly Champions League football. They're 10 points off the Champions League places. Their only chance of Champions League football is through winning the Europa League. And now that's hanging in the balance. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, Nicolas Pepe who scored for them. Thomas Holtz headed uh, home the equaliser. And their boss, Mikko Arteta, was clearly unhappy again at his side's inability to hang on to a lead. Well, it is because the game is under control. Uh, we got the goal that we wanted. We missed some big, big chances as well, I must say. But then we played um, two or three balls in certain areas that we should not do. We put ourselves <clears throat> in the back foot and we conceded the corner. And from there, yeah, they put a lot of bodies in there and anything can happen. So obviously it changes a lot um, the feeling after the game. So uh, we'll turn to the Premier League after that. And Arsenal got Sheffield United on, on Sunday where they'll... They'll try and get some uh, some a confidence boost against the bottom club. Really, they need it ahead of the ahead of the second leg. And Certainly do. I've got a comment for you here. Hello, Rick. This is going to be... Uh, oh, I think it might be about Man U. He says, uh, United into the last four of the Euro Cup for fringe teams. He says, he's on Facebook Live. Well, Join him. <laughs> they're not quite there yet. They're 2-0 <laughs> up and they've got a handy lead. Still got a second leg to come. But, uh, you know, we saw with uh, Tottenham against... Uh, against Zagreb in the last round. 2-0 leads from the first leg uh, sometimes don't always get you there. Talking of Manchester United and Tottenham, though, they play each other on Sunday. And uh, Rick, can I remind you of the score when they last played each other at Old Trafford when, uh, when Manchester United took the lead uh, through a penalty, unsurprisingly. They always get penalties at Old Trafford, don't they? And then lost 6-1 to Tottenham. But I don't think it will be the same result on Sunday. One of the games of the weekend. Tottenham, they're in, uh, what, they're down in... Down in sixth place, still chasing that, that top four, and they really need a win. Man United um, trying to hang on the coattails of Man City, but let's face it, Man City have won the league. They only need four more wins to be sure, um, and they'll probably, you know, if the teams below them start slipping up, as is likely to happen, they'll, they'll need mm. fewer than that. But uh, Tottenham v Man United, the feature game, really two feature games on Sunday, because you've got West Ham against Leicester, which is third against fourth. Leicester in third, West Ham against fourth. Looking Them both looking for... Champions League places as well. But Tottenham against Man United is, uh, is the highlight of the weekend for me. And like I say, you know, um, I, don't, I can't see Tottenham winning 6-1 again. Must be said against Manchester United. But you never know in this funny old league, funny old game this season. <laughs> uh, you know, the way, the way it is at the moment, Tottenham not got the greatest amount of confidence, to be honest. 1-1 against Newcastle last week was very disappointing. And, uh, you know, Man United are in a bit of form. I think they'll, they'll probably... Um, probably put, put another nail in Tottenham's European coffin there. With Tottenham, of course, looking forward to the League Cup final in a couple of weeks' time against Manchester City, who are still going for a quadruple, would you believe, but still in all the cups. So Manchester City v Leeds kicks us off tomorrow. But we have got a game tonight, and Fulham v Wolves um, down the bottom. 
very significant because if Fulham can win that, they've got a better goal difference than Newcastle above them. They will go out of the bottom three above Newcastle on goal difference should they be able to get a win. And that's really going to pile the pressure on Steve Bruce's men who uh, go to Burnley on Sunday. Uh, also down the bottom there, Brighton don't play till Monday. They've got Everton. Um, but yeah, the, the games of the weekend really for me, Man, Man City against Leeds, they'll be just, if they win that and you'd expect them to win it, they'll be just three games away from guaranteeing themselves another Premier League title. I've got a question for you, Danny. You might like this one. Uh, yeah. Any truth in rumours Harry Kay to United? Uh, well, rumours are rumours, aren't they? They're put about, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's very rarely truth in rumours. But, uh, you know, with, if Tottenham don't win a trophy this season, the, the, the speculation starts again. The thing, I think, against him moving this summer is that he contracted till 2024 and clubs haven't got a lot of cash to splash around with COVID and no crowds and sure. and, and TV companies tighten their belt. They're not getting the advertising revenue and they're not selling the merchandise. You know, and, and what will happen is Tottenham will put a stupid price tag on Harry Kane of 120, 130 million and no one will be prepared to pay that at the moment. What I could see happening though is Sergio Aguero who's, got, who's leaving Manchester City going to either Tottenham or Chelsea in the summer. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. Mm. But I think, you know, stupid price tags will get put on players be, to deter clubs, certainly players that are contracted. In a couple of, in, a, in, a, in another year's time, when we're free of COVID, we got co- crowds back, hopefully. Tottenham still haven't won a trophy, probably. Um, then you might, might, and he's only got a couple of years to run on the contract. Uh, somebody might be able to buy him out of that. But, uh, uh, you know, the rumour the rumor mill will, will, will swirl and swirl and swirl from now until the summer. And uh, who knows? I think What's Harry your feeling? said it in I mean, if you want to flip a coin. I think Harry Kane wants to have a successful season with Spurs. Um, I think he wants to have a successful European Championships with England. And after that, he'll sit down with his people and the club and entertain offers that come in and see where he goes from there. Um, you know, he could have a great Euros. It could put another few million on his price tag, which might price people yeah. out of the market. So I don't know. And someone with Real Madrid being talked about as well as coming in for Harry Kane. You know, if somebody like that comes in, it's hard to turn down, isn't it? Look at Gareth Bale before to Spurs, mm. from Spurs to Real Madrid. So, you know, who knows? But anyway, that's your football this weekend. Man City to, to get closer to the title tomorrow. Liverpool trying to chase a, a Champions League place. They, they're at home to Aston Villa and Crystal Palace against Chelsea. Chelsea also go for fourth. That, that race for fourth place now is looking really tasty, isn't it? You've got West Ham, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, all in there, all vying for it. And uh, a couple of big games up the top there tomorrow, uh, on Sunday. West Ham v Leicester, as I say, which is a cracker. Fourth v third. And then Tottenham v Man United, which is always entertaining, whichever way it goes. So we've uh, got some great football to look forward to, some great golf to look forward to this weekend. And come on, Justin Rose. Former Hong Kong Open champion, Olymp- defending his Olympic title this year as well, which I hope to be there to see in Tokyo. Wouldn't it be great if he can go there with a drink, green jacket? And maybe if we get the golf back on in Hong Kong this year, come back to Hong Kong, play in the Hong Kong Open again, with not only Olympic gold medal that he brought last time, which when he played in 2016, but a green jacket as well. That would be fantastic. Come on, Justin. Nice one, Danny. Thank you so much. Sports and all next week.